Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, Lessons Learned at Market. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I start with this episode, I want to give a shopkeeper shout out to Katie of Brothers Honey Company. Katie said, I've been a part of Kathy's Facebook group for what seems like forever, and it has, from day one, been the place I could turn for encouragement, help, and support from others in the retail world. Kathy's heart is clearly shown, and her desire to support other women in retail is such a breath of fresh air. I binge listened to all of season one this weekend on a road trip, and my only regret is that I was driving and couldn't take notes. I already know that I will be referring back to this podcast frequently. It is full of real content, no fluff, and no judgment. Thank you, Kathy, for putting in the time to create this community and podcast. We appreciate you. And she signed it, Katie, owner of Brothers Honey Company. So, of course, I always like to link the shopkeeper in the show notes. And her business is brothershoney.co. So it's that's her website, brothershoney.co, if you want to visit it. So let me say thank you so much to Katie. I ask for feedback often, especially in Savvy Shopkeepers, our free Facebook group. It's really important to me that I provide value and that I'm giving shopkeepers what they need. So I appreciate Katie for always taking the time to give me feedback and answer questions when I want answers. I appreciate you too, Katie. Okay, let's get started on episode number 14. If you're new here, or in case you haven't heard, I offer a free five-part lesson for anyone who plans on attending and buying at America's Mart. And I've heard from other people that have read the five-part lesson that it's actually helpful for attending almost any market. It might be specific to the one in Atlanta, but it is helpful for anyone who hasn't attended a big market before. You'll find this resource, the five-part lesson, in the Shopkeepers Academy, and that's shopkeepersacademy.com. There is an S at the end of shopkeeper, but it's shopkeepersacademy.com. It's really easy to spot once you go to that website, but if you subscribe, you'll get access to the series for free. This lesson series is something I wish someone would have offered me years ago when my sister and I were trying to figure out what wholesale markets were, could we attend, could we afford it, are we quote unquote big enough to attend a market, How would we navigate it once we got there and all those things? I'm sure if you've never attended a market or you saw all the conversations in the the Savvy Shopkeepers group over the past week, you are probably filled with lots of questions yourself. And even if you went to market one time, I still find we learn something new every year. But attending a market, whether it's Dallas, Vegas, Atlanta, High Point, can be really intimidating. And I don't want to repeat what's in the five-part lesson, so head there to get access to it, but I always seem to learn new things each year I attend, and this year was no different. I just returned from Atlanta a couple days ago. I chose to rest on Sunday because I needed it badly, and then here I am today on Monday back at it. So I plan on adding the information I share today in this episode 
I should say in this episode, because when I record it isn't going to be the same day that you listen to it. But I do plan on adding the information to the lesson. So until then, I just want to get started on the episode and share all the things I learned. So I have this episode divided into two sections. The first is what I want to share with the brick and mortar store owners, aka the buyers. And the second is a little information I can share with the makers. I know I have so much more to say to the brick and mortar store owners in this particular episode, but that's because I attend market as a buyer. So I have a lot more information to share. But if you're a maker and you're listening to this, I do have some information to share with you at the end. Okay, so let's get started with the information for the brick and mortar store owners. And even then I should add that a couple of of these things that I'm listing and going to talk about could relate to any type of business owner, retail business owner. Okay, so the first one is hotels. They book up fast. And I've known this, but if you're considering attending any market early next year, you might want to consider booking your hotel now. And I think that's what I learned this past year. I think we usually waited maybe six months in advance, but I'm learning that even a year in advance, a couple of those hotels can be completely booked, especially the Hyatt, which is, I want to say diagonally across the street from building two. So just make sure you read the policies of the hotel when you go to make your reservations, but you can normally reserve as early as now without paying a dime. So you'll use your credit card to reserve the spot but then they don't charge your credit card until a few weeks in advance. Again, make sure you read the hotel policies because I don't want you to end up getting any fees. I just want you to know that many hotels won't charge your card a deposit until you're a few weeks away from the market, but they do book up fast, especially the five or so hotels closest to the market buildings. And in the free series that's in the Shopkeepers Academy, there's actually a map in one of the lessons. So you can kind of have an idea of what the those hotels are that are closest to um, America's Mart. All right, the next one is transportation. And I guess this is automotive transportation, not airfare. I do talk about that in the series too. But I just want to mention that most nearby hotels offer a free shuttle to and from the Mart. And we were actually about a mile away this time. We stayed at the Crown Plaza. And I think it was technically 0.8 miles away from building number two. Um, And I guess I just assumed going into this that maybe they didn't have a shuttle. And it wasn't until we were walking out on our first day that a few women mentioned it. And we just followed them and hopped on the shuttle. But the shuttle was a really nice bus. And, you know, it wasn't overly packed. And it was free. So I just want to make sure that you know to check with your hotel to see if this is something that's offered. Saving money is extremely important on these trips, so find out ways to take advantage of the free resources each market or hotel has to offer. The other thing I thought I'd mention too is the MARTA, that's Atlanta's public transportation. And from what I hear, this is also an option. And I believe I heard that the MARTA actually pulls into the lower level of one of the buildings so you can actually take it right into market. But I don't know this for sure and I've never used it before so I don't know how good it is, how safe it is. I don't know any of that but I thought I'd mention it. Okay the next thing is luggage and coat check and I'm sure most of us would just assume that there's some type of coat check but I want to add luggage check here. Um, If you want to head directly to the Mart from the airport or check your bags after you check out of your town, you still have, you know, maybe half a day 
to do some buying and before you head to the airport, you can actually check your bags. I know for sure in building number two, it's where we checked our bags. It's only $3 a bag and it gives you the comfort of buying and going through all the showrooms without rolling your luggage around. On the first four days of the market, some of the showrooms can get so packed. So the less you're carrying and tugging along, the better. All right, the next on my list is to negotiate or ask about offers for the week. We learned that one vendor we buy from had a day where they offered 40% off. We were not there on that day. We were there the day before. So unfortunately, we learned this a day late. But in the future, I'll ask each vendor if they have any any special promotions coming up in the week. Also, don't be afraid to negotiate, especially if you're a returning customer or you're placing a large order or maybe even multiple large orders. Ask them what they can offer you in return. It might be free freight. It could be 10 to 20% off. You don't know unless you ask. That's the point of this. Make sure you ask the vendors. Just don't assume that there is no special offer or that they can't do anything for you. Okay, the next one is to diversify markets. I heard several shopkeepers say that they're considering going to a different market next year. Not necessarily because one market is better than the other, but because they would like to find new vendors and new merchandise. So if you're attending the same market for years in a row, you might find that a lot of the merchandise is the same year in and year out, or I would say 80% of it is the same, you know, with maybe 20% new items. So if you need to find new vendors, maybe attending different markets will expose you to new companies and new merchandise. I'm proud to say Doris is the sponsor of this season of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. If you aren't familiar with Doris, they are a premier distributor in the arts and crafts industry. But they are so much more than arts and crafts. They have on-trend home decor items, bridal, garden, gifts and some great items for creating beautiful store and booth displays. Not only that, Doris has a fantastic blog that includes categories for both makers and brick and mortar businesses. As an independent retail store owner myself, it's really nice to know that we can place a minimum order for only $75. You don't hear that very often. Doris has an exclusive offer for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners. Use promo code SHOP20, that's S-H-O-P-20, at checkout for 20% off your order. Offer valid through December 31st, 2020. Visit Doris.com, that's D as in David, A-R-I-C-E.com, Doris.com, to check out everything they have to offer. The next one is trends and inspiration. All right, this one's probably my favorite because I feel like I could take pictures for days in those buildings. But the most common question in Savvy Shopkeepers while there were store owners attending America's Mart and Dallas Market was, what are the trends everyone is seeing? So these were women in the group who weren't able to travel to Dallas or Atlanta to attend a market early in January. But they wanted to know what was everyone seeing? What was everyone catching? What are the new trends that everyone was spotting? As a shopkeeper, and it doesn't matter if you're a brick and mortar store owner, if you're a maker, trends are extremely important. Why? Because your customers will want what's trending. They might see it in magazines, on social media pages, on TV shows. You don't want your merchandise to be dated. You want it to be fresh and current. And the best way to do this is to know what's trending, right? 
The other part of this is inspiration. And while you will find this everywhere at a market event, some of the showrooms, displays, and merchandising, it's just, it's amazing at these events. The vendors spend a lot of money, time, and effort hiring designers and merchandising experts to set up displays in their showrooms, and it really shows. Now, I want to add that some showrooms prohibit photography. Normally, you'll see a no photography sign upon entering, so I don't want you to break any rules or get in trouble. I sometimes ask first, and if you can take photos, do it. It's a great way to learn from the experts and find inspiration. And sometimes the markets are just so overwhelming and there's so much to take in, you might forget about something. So if something really catches your eye and something really inspires you and they don't, you know, frown down on taking on taking photos, make sure you take pictures and document it all. I personally shared quite a few images on my Instagram and Facebook pages and I plan on sharing more soon. So if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can follow me at Savvy Shopkeeper. Um, It's the same on Facebook and Instagram. It's the at sign Savvy Shopkeeper, and that's two Vs. Okay, so the next one is educational opportunities and social events. I know at America's Mart, I can't speak for any of the other market events, but I know at America's Mart, there is a slew of educational classes, presentations, demos, and a variety of social events. They even have cocktail parties. So if you can... Organize your calendar so you can take advantage of these free resources. I want to mention this because there's a ton of value in these. Whether it's to network or learn, you might as well take advantage of it. To be transparent, my three days or three and a half days that we had um, of market time, it's filled with buying. So I don't have any extra time to designate to these. But really, it's not a bad idea if you can especially if you can afford to stay maybe for an extra day or two so you can squeeze in some of those events. And I wonder too if sometimes it's a nice break in between because buying can be exhausting. And if you're listening and you've been to one of these markets or you've been to markets for years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, next are the America's Mart buildings. Okay, so these can be really overwhelming, I know. But if you know your market, like your ideal customer in your niche, it usually becomes really clear which building or buildings you should head to and even which floors. So if I had to give each building a simple breakdown, this is what I would say. Building one is furniture and holiday. Building two is holiday, gift, and home decor. Building three is fashion. Pretty much is jewelry, clothing, children's clothing, not children's home decor. We looked, there wasn't anything there. Mostly clothing, gift, and accessories. Building three by far feels the easiest to navigate. It's very open. It's, it, I feel like it has a simpler floor plan. But the best way to figure out where to go is to download the America's Mart app. Man, that app is extremely helpful. Or grab the vendor book when you first arrive. That's really helpful too. Oh, and I want to mention, too, that the app's GPS system, yes, the app actually has a GPS system. So if you click on a floor and you're trying to figure out where the closest bridge is to the next building, there's a little icon on the app once you select the floor, and it has almost like a little direction arrow. It'll tell you which way you're heading so that you can kind of tell if you need to turn left or right or where you're going. 
Now, I have a pretty good sense of direction, but if you don't, building number two can be a nightmare. So I highly recommend downloading the app. Okay, and then last, my tips are for the makers. So you can apply to become an exhibitor in what they call the temporaries. So these are ideal for makers because they're essentially the same as like booths at a local market. You don't have tents, but you do have walls and you do have your own space and you do have to merchandise it. And I've seen temporaries in both buildings two and three, I believe. Now I'm trying to think about it. Maybe it's one as well. But all the information would be in the app. And then I usually see them somewhere between the first and fifth floors. Now, if you're a maker and you're looking to apply, it's definitely an investment of both time and money. Just like any market event that you attend, the more eye-catching your booth and displays are, the better. And from what I gather, it will cost you thousands to be a vendor. But it could be worth it if you're now you know, being exposed to thousands of buyers, right? So some things you'll need to consider for your setup, walls, tables or furniture, merchandise, of course, banners and or signage, accessories for displays and merchandising, you know, a vehicle to get everything down there, travel, hotel and accommodations, meals. And when I say travel, depending on where you're coming from, are there tolls are there for you know you're going to have to pay for gas whatever it is that you need to actually get there because you won't you won't be able to fly down there unless you pay a moving company to take everything down there for you but then you'll also want to focus on marketing so maybe you need to make samples to give away business cards postcards catalogs line sheets order forms all of those things and then you'll most likely need help or a travel partner Although I think I remember meeting a friend of my nephew's last year. She was a young woman, and she was set up in temporaries, and I feel like she said she set up alone, which is amazing and impressive. I wouldn't want to do that, (laughs) but I feel like she said that. So last but not least, be prepared to talk to and pitch to hundreds or even thousands of store owners. Personally, for me, being the introvert that I am, that would be exhausting, but the exposure you can get at a market event could potentially be really fruitful for your business. So, you know, you have to weigh the pros and the cons. My intention with this episode is to help anyone who is considering buying or selling at a market event. I want to share my experiences and lessons learned so you can get some helpful tips and you aren't as clueless as I was heading there for the first time. So let me recap what I covered, mostly for the brick and mortar store owners. The hotels book up fast. Um, You wanna make sure you take advantage of any free transportation. Just know that there's a luggage and coat check so you don't have to lug everything around. Negotiate with vendors and ask about offers. Maybe mix up the markets you attend. Take advantage of the trends and inspiration everywhere around you while you're there. Also take advantage of the educational opportunities and social events. Try to figure out in advance which building or buildings you need to go to. And then for the makers, if you're considering it, do your research. Find out from the America's Mart website how much this could potentially cost you. Determine if it's worth it and then start getting prepared. So if you have a helpful tip for my America's Mart lesson series, I would say go check it out first at shopkeepersacademy.com 
If you find I missed something in the lessons or in this episode, DM me on Instagram. And again, my username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. And I mentioned maybe visiting the five-part lesson first because I really do include a lot of information in there. So what I'm mentioning in this episode are some of the new things that I've realized since I was there this year again. And it's definitely not all-inclusive. I feel like every year... I can add a little bit more, or sometimes I learn about new things in um, the Savvy Shopkeepers Facebook group, and I could add some of those good tidbits too. But I do have a lot of information in the series. I'll be adding this information as soon as I can. But if you have anything else you'd like to contribute, by all means, send me a message on Instagram or use the contact form on my website to let me know. I'm happy to add it. Anything to help someone's experience traveling to a market would be great. One day when I visit Dallas, Vegas, and I'll say High Point, I would love to create a series on those markets too. But in the meantime, the America's Mart series is the best I have to offer, and I really genuinely hope it helps you. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned today, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 14. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 14. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.